Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. If you follow the news, you've probably seen that the price of gold has been setting new all-time highs recently. There are several reasons why that is happening, including the rising cost of living, our national debt passing $34 trillion and continuing to skyrocket, and the upcoming elections in November which add to the economic uncertainty. It's why so many Americans, including myself, are turning to Birch Gold Group. Text OTR to 989898 to get a free info kit on diversifying your IRA or 401k into gold. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you can count on Birch Gold. Just text OTR to 989898 to claim your free info kit now. J-E-L-L-O The Jell-O Program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The orchestra opens a program with Playmates. What is the best way, ladies and gentlemen, to serve Jell-O? The answer is often. Because just one taste of this swell, colorful dessert, and folks are sure to want it again real soon. Yes, Jell-O is a grand, exciting treat, a perfect joy to look at, and when it comes to taste, well, there's simply nothing finer. Jell-O adds a glamorous touch to any meal, gay, sprightly colors, rich, tantalizing flavor, all blended together in a bright, tangy dessert of enticing goodness. So tomorrow night, lend new delight to dinner with a clear, radiant mold of shimmering Jell-O in any one of Jell-O's six delicious flavors. The name Jell-O is a trademark, the property of General Foods. And when you buy, look for those big red letters on the box. That way, you can always be sure of getting the flavor that made Jell-O famous. Ladies and gentlemen, in the last two weeks, a new star has loomed over the dramatic horizon. A young man who is destined to become one of the first names in the American theater. So without further ado, we bring you the man who startled the world last Sunday with his amazing performance in June Moon, Jack Benny. Thank you, Jello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, thanks very much for that fascinating introduction. When you use words like that, you charm me. I mean, I feel that I'm a cobra, and you're a flute. A flute? Yes, Don, a big, fat flute. <laughs> but, uh, Don, you'll do me a great favor if you'll forget about the broadcast I did with Orson Welles last Sunday. Forget about it. Why, Jack, I thought you gave a splendid performance in June Moon. It isn't that, Don, but the trouble I had with Orson before we got into it. I wouldn't go through that again for a million dollars. Oh, Jack, I never saw a guy like you. You have trouble with everybody. Now, wait a minute, Mary. I never had a fight with anybody in my life. Not with your fists, no. <laughs> not talking about that. But you know very well that Orson promised me a serious dramatic play when I went over on his show last week, and instead of that, he gave me June Moon. What do you think I am, a comedian? <laughs> My goodness. But, Jack, I heard the broadcast, and I thought you did an excellent job. Why, you were really superb. Marvelous. I was? There goes the flute again. 
Don, I'm not arguing about my performance, but I was supposed to be a young songwriter from Schenectady. Yeah, it's hard to say. A young songwriter from Schenectady. But that's not me. Well, maybe I'm wrong, Jack, but I thought June Moon was right up your alley. And the girl that played opposite you was grand. Yeah, she was a cute kid. Not bad looking, either. You know, Jack, this may be just a silly notion, but listening to it over the air, I got the feeling that she wasn't acting at all. She really sounded like she was in love with you. Well, let's not go into that, Don. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing how you sensed what actually happened. Yes, sir. I'm going to take that flute and hit you right over the head with it. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Mary, Don isn't flattering me at all. As a matter of fact, I've been taking that young lady out all week. We've been making the late spots every night. Well, Jack, what happened to your old girl, the one that worked in the restaurant? Oh, you mean Gladys Sabisco? <laughs> oh, we split up. It was one of those lovers quarrels. Yeah, she charged Jack for a second cup of coffee and he took his ring back. <laughs> Wasn't that at all? She charged me a nickel for a hunk of cheese on my apple pie. You'd think your wife-to-be could give it to you. <laughs> But I'm just as happy Oh, hello, Dennis Hello, Mr. Benny Did you get the telegram I sent you about your swell performance last week? Uh, yes, I did, Dennis It was very thoughtful of you But we, uh, we were discussing that a little while ago And I don't think the June moon was heavy enough for me Gee, it sounded very heavy to me What I mean, Dennis, is that I'm trying to get into the dramatic branch of show business I want to become a real actor Well, if you ask me, Jackson, I think you're a little bit off the beam You're going completely haywire Heart, can that be the voice of the no-cover-charge philosopher? <laughs> What's that, Phil? Well, I'd like to know why you want to be a dramatic actor, that's all Because I want to return to the theater I'm going back on the stage Back on the stage? What for? Because radio can't last Haven't you read in the papers about those sunspots? I'm getting out before it's too late You know, it may even be the end of the world Why, Jack, that's ridiculous You can't believe that the world is coming to an end He can't, eh? He's been building an ark all week <laughs> You guys can laugh, but don't say I didn't warn you What's this all about, Mr. Benny? Well, Dennis, those sunspots started last Sunday You see, all over the world, radio, telegraph, and telephone communications Were suddenly and without warning paralyzed It was a terrible thing I'll bet Orson Welles had something to do with that Well, say, maybe he... Oh, it couldn't have been Orson I was with him all day Although, come to think of it It was just about a year ago that he pulled that other stunt No, it couldn't have been Orson No, he wouldn't dare monkey around with the sun <laughs> No, 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 not him Oh, Mr. Benny Yes, please I mean, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Speaking of Mr. Wells, I saw him last Sunday around half past twelve And he had the funniest look in his eyes He did? Say, I wonder if he could have uh... Mary, get me Orson Wells on the phone I want to have a little talk with him Okay You know, fellas, you can never tell about a guy like that Hello, will you get Orson Wells, please? Mr. Benny wants to speak to him I'll get the lowdown on this all right you know, I had a hunch that he might Hello, Mr. Wells? Now listen, buddy, come clean. We got the goods on you, and you might as well confess. Mary, give me the phone. <laughs> you gotta be subtle about this. Uh, <clears throat> hello, Orson, this is Jack Benny. Oh, nothing, just thought I'd call you. 
Uh, by the way, Orson, uh, what do you hear from the sun? <laughs> you devil. He's making off. He doesn't know what I'm talking about, fellas. Now, look, Orson, where were you between the hours of 12 and 1 last Sunday? What am I driving at? Look, Orson, cut out that baloney. You started those sunspots last week, and you know it. Yes, sunspots. But, but... Now, wait a minute, Orson. Oh, I am, eh? Oh, I am, eh? Oh, I am, eh? When he gets the louse, hang up. He passed that. <laughs> now, Orson, I just thought that maybe you... Now, hold on, Orson. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute, Orson. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will not... Now, hold on! <laughs> well, if that's the way you feel about it, it's all right with me. Goodbye. I still think he had something to do with it. He can't fool me with all that yelling and calling names. But I can't understand Orson not letting me in on it. Play, Phil. Yeah. Gee, you'd think that being together like we were, he'd have said something to me. I can't... played by Phil Harris and his musical troubadours. Uh, troubadours meaning musicians that travel from place to place. So what are they waiting for? <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen... All right, Jackson, you just keep that up, and one of these days we will pack up and leave. Phil, even with my rheumatism, I'll be glad to wave goodbye to you. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, as we announced last week, for our feature attraction tonight, the Benny, how do they ever think of all those jokes, players? <laughs> will present their version of Walt Disney's full-length Technicolor production. That favorite of young and old. That immortal fairy tale, Pinocchio. <laughs> Thank you, Fudge Cake. <laughs> now, in our version... In our version of this fairy tale, I will play that lovable little wooden doll, Pinocchio. At the beginning, I am nothing but a marionette. But as the story progresses, I become a real live boy with red blood in my veins. Well, send out for some and let's get going. <laughs> Never mind. Now, Mary Livingston, that funny girl, will play the part of little Mary Cricket, who lives next door to Pinocchio. You see, folks, I'm changing the story here and there. Hey, Jackson, why don't you leave the play the way it was? Walt Disney did a marvelous job. Because I'm trying to improve it, Phil. You know, fix it up. You're the kind of a guy that would draw a mustache on the Mona Lisa. 
I would not Anybody that would put a mustache on him ought to be shot <laughs> It's not a him, it's a lady Now, Phil, getting back to our play You're going to be a vaudeville agent You're the villain who tries to lead me astray And Dennis, you're going to be Phil's partner in business and crime Oh, boy, at last I'm a heel That's right <laughs> And Don Yes, Jack There's a very important part left for you Monstro the whale Whale? That doesn't seem to be so important Oh, but it is, Don You see, the whole third act takes place in your tummy <laughs> Well, so much for our casting And now, folks Wait a minute, Jack Who's going to play the part of the old toy maker? You know, the man that bills you Oh, yes, I nearly forgot The toy maker, ladies and gentlemen Will be played by Mr. Spencer Tracy Spencer Tracy? Are you here, Spencer? Right here, my boy I'm all ready I thought it wasn't the movie star <laughs> What'd you say, Mary? I thought it wasn't the movie star. Well, Mary, of course not. You don't think I could get the real Spencer Tracy to come up here for $8? You could try. Don't think I didn't. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, in a few moments, we will take you away to the land of make-believe and give you our interpretation of that delightful fantasy, Pinocchio. Dennis, set the scene, please. When you wish upon a star Makes no difference who you are Anything your heart desires Will come to you If your heart is in your dream No request is too extreme When you wish upon a star As dreamers do Faith is kind She brings to those who love The sweet fulfillment of their secret love A bolt out of the blue Fate steps in and sees you through When you wish upon a star Your dreams The scene, ladies and gentlemen, is the toy shop of Old Man Benny, located in a tiny little town in a land far, far away. A bright fire is burning on the hearth, and in one corner of the room, the old toy maker is busy putting the finishing touches on a beautiful new doll. That's me, folks. It is evening, and the silence is broken only by the tick-tock of many musical clocks. Listen. Now, let me see. Oh, by golly, this leg still ain't bright. Yeah, that's better. Oh, my, my, his ears are too big. I wonder if I should saw them off. Hello, Mr. Benny. Well, hello, Mary Cricket. 
What are you doing out so late? I just thought I'd drop in and see you. How are you coming along with the new doll? Oh, just fine. He's almost finished. What do you think of him? He's got a lot of wrinkles for a doll. <laughs> hmm, a little crack in the wood and she calls it a wrinkle. I think I look swell. Now, let's see. I got his cheeks painted and his eyebrows fixed. One more thing and I'm through. What are you doing now, Mr. Benny? I'm gluing his hair on. <laughs> Gee, just like they do at Paramount. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, he's all finished, Mary. My little wooden head. What should I name him? How about Fifi? That's a girl's name. Huh? I know what I'll call him, Mary. Pinocchio. Pinocchio? My own little Pinocchio. Oh, boy. Pinocchio Benny. Look, Mary, isn't he a beautiful doll? And he looks so real. He sure does. My, my. I wish he was alive and could walk and talk. I wish he was my son, my own little boy. Come in. Mr. Benny? Yes? I heard what you just said. And you've given so much happiness to others. I'm going to make your wish come true. I will give life to Pinocchio. But how can you do this? Who are you? I am the Blue Fairy. The Blue Fairy? She's the fattest fairy I ever saw. <laughs> I wish... I wish Mary'd keep still. She'll gum up the words. Pinocchio, I am going to touch you with my magic wand. Little puppet made of pine, awake, the gift of life is thine. Ouch. <laughs> Jello again. This is Pinocchio speaking. Mary, did you hear that? My little Pinocchio talks. He's alive. I'll say I am. And Miss Fairy, I sure want to thank you for doing this. That's all right, kid. <laughs> Gee, I'm alive. I'm a human being. Well, I gotta run along now. I must fly back to the stars. Fly? She better have the wind with her. <laughs> Gosh, isn't this wonderful? I can breathe, and I can walk, and I can talk. You can whistle, too. Whistle? What do I want to whistle for? Because... When you get in trouble and you don't know right from wrong, give a little whistle. Who, me? Give a little whistle. <laughs> when you meet temptation and the urge is very strong, give a little whistle. Toot, toot. Give a little whistle. Not just a little squeak, pucker up and blow. But if my whistle's weak, yell, bodio, dodo. Take the straight and narrow path, and if you start to slide, give a little whistle. Yes, kid. Give a little whistle. Try, kid. And always let your conscience be your guide. I'm shouting to ya. And always let your conscience be your Scene two the following morning. Pinocchio Benny is on his way to school, accompanied by little Mary Cricket. Gee, Mary Cricket, I'm so thrilled going to school and meeting all the little boys and girls. Tell me, what, what other children go to school besides us? Well, there's Betty Davis, Robert Donat, Barbara Stanwyck, Clark Gable, Greta Garbo, and Paul Muni. Oh, boy. Am I going to be in their class? Never. Never. <laughs> 
You don't have to be so positive about it. But, Pinocchio, there's one little boy you want to stay away from. Freddie Allen, the school bully. Freddie Allen? Yes, he was so bad that one day the Blue Fairy changed him into a jackass. A jackass? Gee, could you notice any difference? <laughs> anyway, I won't be scared of him. Oh, look, Mary Cricket. Who are those two men coming towards us? That's Harris and Day, a couple of vaudeville agents. You stay away from them, Pinocchio. Why? They're always trying to take little boys away from school and put them on the stage so they can make money out of them. Oh, well, I can take care of myself. Well, well, well. Look at here, Day, a new little boy in town. Well, well, well. <laughs> Where you going, Fifi? We picked a different name. It's Pinocchio. I'm on my way to school. School? Now, look at here, Bob. You're a chump to go to school. Come along with me and I'll put you in Vaudeville. Vaudeville? What's that? He asked what it is and he helped kill it. <laughs> I did not. What's vaudeville, mister? The theater, the stage. Be a comedian and make easy money. No fool. Why, sure. Let's give him a sample of it, partner. Okay. Now get this gag, Bob. You know, Day, my girl walked 35 miles last night. For goodness sake. I'll say it was. Ha, ha, ha. Wow, another Lulu. <laughs> Gee, mister, if I went on the stage, could I tell funny jokes like that? Just about. <laughs> Oh, boy. I don't want to go to school. I want to go into vaudeville. But, Pinocchio, remember what the Blue Fairy told you. Take the straight and narrow path. I don't care, Mary Cricket. I want to go on the stage. I want to be an actor. Hi, diddly-dee. An actor's life for me. I'll promenade with a big cigar and drive around in my Maxwell car. Hi, diddly-doo. An actor's life for you. You'll tell those jokes and you'll surely flop. You'll lay those eggs and you'll sweep them up. You'll have the audience yelling, stop! An actor's life for you. Hi, diddly dim. An actor's life for him. He'll get the job and he'll be a hit. But don't quote me, I'm an idiot. Hi, diddly do. Good old Pinocchio. He'll tell those gags and he'll make them roll. And if he flops in upon my soul, I'll get him a job at the Wiltshire Bowl. An actor's life for me. Hi, diddly-do, why don't you buy jello? It is so tempting and so delicious, how it quivers upon the dish. Hi, diddly-do, hello, jello, jello. It's economic and so easy to make, with sliced bananas it takes to cake. Believe us, folks, that it's not a fake. Jello, 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 Scene three. So Pinocchio Benny went into vaudeville under the management of Harrison Day. And after flopping in Philadelphia, laying an egg in Evansville, and being tomatoed in Toledo... Hmm, I was not. Pinocchio decided there was no place like home. As we pick him up now, he is back in the toy shop where he discovers that his father is missing and the place is completely deserted. Who, 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 who? Where can my father be? There's dust and cobwebs everywhere, way up on the ceiling and under the chair. Boo, hoo, hoo, hoo. I wish the blue fairy was here. Hello, kid. Why, it's the blue fairy. What are you crying for, Pinocchio? Because I ran away and went into vaudeville. I know, I caught you in Kenosha. 
And when I came back just now, I found that my father has disappeared. I wish I knew where he was. Pinocchio, I have sad news. Your father went looking all over the world for you, and his boat was swallowed by Donstro the whale. Donstro the whale? Good heavens. Is my father still alive? Yes. So go, Pinocchio. Find him, and I will watch over you. Gee, thanks. Goodbye, Blue Fairy. So long, kid. Here I go. <laughs> Why... Why, Blue Fairy, what happened? I couldn't make it. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Scene four. Pinocchio, Benny, and little Mary Cricket have left home in search of his father. They are now at the bottom of the ocean trying to find Donstro, the whale. That's me, folks. <laughs> So we now take you to the depths of the sea. Gosh, it's wet down here. Imagine three days underwater. Yeah, I wish I had some soap. I'd take a bath. <laughs> look, Mary Cricket. Look at that school of fish there. Key, and they're all the colors of the rainbow. Yeah. Now, follow me, Mary. We must find Donstro the whale. Gee, I hope we meet him soon. Sweet Adeline! Whoopee! <laughs> What's that, Pinocchio? A pickled herring. <laughs> and, oh boy, is he marinated. <laughs> Let's go this way, Mary. Oh, Mary, look! Look! Look at that big black shark coming towards us. That's not a shark. That's a whale. You're right! It's Donstro! He's got his mouth open. He's gonna swallow us. I'm scared. Here he comes. Hold my hand, Mary. We're going in. <laughs> Gee, Mary. We're inside the whale. Yeah, isn't it dark in here? Turn on the switch. There it is by his third rib. <laughs> okay. Now stick close to me. Gee, what a big place. Gee, what a big place. Listen, Mary, there's an echo in here. Hello, Echo. Hello, Echo. I'm looking for my father. I'm looking for my father. Is he in here? I don't know. Hey, Eddie, is he in here? I don't know. Hey, Bill, is he in here? I don't know. Hey, say it. Oh, never mind. I'll find out myself. Come. Come on, Mary. Follow me. Oh, Pinocchio, look at that sign there. Where? Right there. It says, uh, don't be a slave, use Burma shave. My goodness, they've even got those signs in here. Gee, I wish I could find my father. Wait a minute, Pinocchio, look. There's a man coming towards us. Oh, yeah. And it looks like... Pinocchio, my boy, Pinocchio. Father! Mary, it's my father. Oh, Pinocchio, at last I found you, my own little boy. Yes, father, and I will never run away again. I forgive you, my boy. Come, we will go home. But, father, we're inside of a whale. How can we get out? I'll help you, kid. Why, it's the blue fairy. But I'm afraid, Miss Fairy. 
How will we ever escape? If she can get in, we can get out. <laughs> oh, that's right. Gee, Father, isn't the Blue Fairy wonderful to us? Yes, my son. All you have to do is wish upon a star. But remember, you must always be a good little boy and never run away from home again. Oh, I won't, Father. I won't. Like a boat out of the blue, fate steps in and sees you through. When you wish upon a star, Here's a new Jell-O recipe that really deserves to be framed and hung in the kitchen. It's cherry banana foam. Yes, sir, if you want something mighty good, try this distinctive Jell-O treat. A marvelous mingling of delicious bananas and rich crimson cherry Jell-O. It's as simple as can be to make. First, dissolve one package of cherry Jell-O in one pint of hot water and then mold in sherbet glasses. Next, blend one crushed banana, two teaspoons of sugar, and one stiffly beaten egg white and beat them to a thick, creamy froth. Then heap it on top of the firm jello and to serve at once. That, friends, is cherry banana foam, a striking red and white combination of swell ripe bananas and ruby red cherry jello. So try it tomorrow night for dinner. You'll say this novel tempting jello dessert simply can't be beat for keen, delightful enjoyment. We're a little late, so good night, folks. This is the National Broadcasting Company.